I'd like to read to you my article called The Myth of Thanksgiving. And I wrote this as a tribute to Thanksgiving because Americans have a belief system instilled into all of us from grade school, early elementary, about how the pilgrims and the Indians and had this big special dinner and all that kind of special stuff. And it's like, really, come to find out if you read enough history, and there has been enough published history long after I went to grade school now to dispel the myth of Thanksgiving as it is in the school textbooks. So let me read this to you and you decide for yourself what's real and what's real, what's not real. Okay, so as it goes, called the myth of Thanksgiving. For American history buffs, it is fairly well known fact that the grade school story of the first Thanksgiving feast is pretty much an American fairy tale. Americans are all taught that the pilgrims were running out of food somewhere between 1617 and 1623, and one of the local indigenous tribes saved them by bringing food, and they all shared what they had over a feasting table. The issue is that no one is certain where this feast took place or when. Some stories have it in 1617 at Plymouth, Massachusetts, others at Jamestown, Virginia, or somewhere nearby, some have the story in 1619, others think it may have been in 1623. If these religious English colonists were anything like the ones in Roanoke that got wiped out for being stupid, arrogant Englishers, likely their story was similar. They didn't know how to take care of themselves and were starving to death. Most likely, their illustrious military leader, John Smith, and his cadre tried to use their advanced weaponry, muskets and swords, and famous English superiority to force the local tribe into providing food for the colonists and jamming Christianity down their throats. The story goes that John Smith was captured, likely in a raid against the local village, and managed to talk his way out of it with the help of Pocahontas. I have to give the local tribal chieftain credit for putting up with all that crap for as long as he did. He even gave up his daughter, Pocahontas, for the cause. As some historians think, the chief gave up food and his daughter for protection. So here's an excerpt from Wikipedia regarding who the Powhatan tribe were. The Powhatan people, also spelled, may refer to any of the indigenous Algonquin people that are traditionally from eastern Virginia. All the Powhatan groups descend from the Powhatan Confederacy. In some instances, the Powhatan may refer to one of the leaders of the people. This is most commonly the case in historical records from English colonial accounts. The Powhatans have also been known as Virginia Algonquins, as the Powhatan language is an Eastern Algonquin language, also known as Virginia Algonquin. It is estimated that there were between 14,000 and 21,000 Powhatan people in Eastern Virginia when English colonists established Jamestown in 1607. In the late 16th and early 17th centuries, a Mamanantuik named Wahunsenakawa created an organization by affiliating 30 tributary peoples whose territory was much of eastern Virginia, and they called this area Sentokomaka, densely inhabited land. Wahunsenaka came to be known by English colonists as the Powhatan chief. Each of the tribes within this organization had its own warrants, leader, but all paid tribute to the Powhatan chief. After Wahunsankanka's death in 1618, 
Hostilities with colonists escalated under the chiefdom of his brother, Ofakanokawa, who sought in vain to expel encroaching English colonists. His large-scale attacks in 1622 and 1644 met strong reprisals by the colonists, resulting in near elimination of the tribe. By 1646, what is called the Powhatan Paramount Chiefdom by modern historians had been decimated. More important than the ongoing conflicts with the English colonist settlements was the high rate of deaths the Powhatan suffered due to the new infectious diseases carried to North America by the Europeans, such as measles and smallpox. The Native Americans did not have any immunity to these, which have been endemic to Europe and Asia for centuries. The wholesale deaths created greatly weakened and hollowed out the Native American societies. To give this a little historical context, the Iroquois Federation used what we call the Appalachian Trail to raid into Upper New England and all the way down to Virginia and maybe into what we call the Carolinas. This federation of tribes from the upstate right region encompassed all of what we call New York, Pennsylvania, Ontario, Canada, and into Lower New England. The Onondagas, the Mohawks, Iroquois, Hurons, and the Seneca tribes would raid all over their regions and travel far and wide to capture food and prizes like local tribe women. So now back to the Puritans and John Smith. The story goes that in return for protection from these raiders from up north, they would give the hungry Jamestown colonists some food. They may have had a day where they celebrated their newfound mutual protection pact, but who really knows when that was? And that was just the start of the genocidal destruction of all indigenous tribes in North America. What the English colonists brought with them from Mariel, England to start with was smallpox and measles. It nearly wiped out all the local tribes that the colonists made contact with in several instances. Between the violence of English colonization and European diseases that wiped out whole villages, it was only an eventuality before we all were swept up and destroyed through 300 years of warfare. So what are we celebrating on the last Thursday of November? The wholesale slaughter of the indigenous tribes of North America? I say North American because the British colonists also tried to destroy the indigenous tribes in Canada as well, well into the 20th century. If this is just a day for people to be thankful for in general for what they have, fine. Then stop telling the myths about the English colonists in Jamestown and Plymouth on how they were so nice to the local tribes in the area at the time. It's time to make the history books reflect the truth for once. The truth is that England was a bloody, conquering empire full of racist human beings and had no compunction about decimating so-called inferior indigenous peoples around the world. Of course, the Spaniards, Dutch, and French were also in on all this violent empire making, but the English were by far the worst and did it for the longest stretch. That sentiment is still running strong in their former colonies around the world, most notably the United States. The U.S. is the most violent country amongst all the top-tier powers of the world. Everyone knows it and condemns them for it, but they're ignored. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants are the most superior ethnic population in the world. Just ask them. Why do you think they have mass shootings nearly every week now? Because they are superior to everyone else and can do as they please. Worldwide public opinion be damned. Who cares what a bunch of so-and-sos from another country say about them? Why do the American bully, Americans bully other countries into doing their bidding on the global economical stage? Because they can for now. 
That may be a thing of the past within this decade, especially if the nationalist GOP factions get in charge. A large portion of them want to isolate the U.S. from the world economic stage and make America great again. Good luck with that. As the United States is starting to make its swan dive into history as another failed empire, their legacy will always live on in the history books of the future. A brutal, conquering bunch of ethnic, white-skinned people who want to be able to tell the world to bugger off and let them do whatever they wanted. They started out by telling King George of England to stick it where the sun doesn't shine in the late 18th century and went from there. They had done largely whatever they pleased since they started arriving from England in 1607 and gotten away with, it most, gotten away with most of it by being a stepchild of the English Empire. They just figured out how to improve on how the once mighty British Empire got away with so much back in their heyday. The trouble with bullies, eventually they all get their comeuppance. The United States is just now starting to get a bloody nose a little bit from their bullying around the world. Certain countries are starting to stand up to the American bullies and realize that they can get away with it now because the Americans don't have as much economic leverage as they once had. Swinging it like a big bat to bully everyone they could due to their economic advantage, until lately. As American corporations went global, the American blue-collar workers got left with their mouths hanging open as these corporations moved operations overseas to more favorable tax and labor havens. Now these same Americans wanted what they lost back, and they think the GOP is going to get it back for them. Thank Donald Trump for opening that door. What do Americans have to be thankful for on this, the last Thursday of November 2022? Their economy is starting to really slide downhill into oblivion. They are suffering through a multitude of climate disasters that they are having a hard time paying for. Their government is in near total disarray over the divisiveness of minority, ethnic, and religious groups that, that want to turn the country into a white, Christian, nationalist, nationalistic theocracy. I guess they can be thankful for that they can still get up in the morning without worrying whether they will have a cruise missile land in their yard during breakfast. Or they can, enjoy break, they can enjoy food to break their overnight fast this morning. They can be thankful that there are still turkeys available along with most of the traditional side dishes in the local supermarkets this year. Next year may be a different story, but that is next year. They'll worry about that next year. And that is by and large all that matters to the American household. Can I still live my normal American standard lifestyle today and tomorrow? They don't care too much about tomorrow's too far into the future, much beyond the end of this year's holiday festivities. All that matters is the traditional feasting and football watching. Most will have tomorrow off, paid or not. All the retail stores will be in full swing for their Black Friday deals doing everything they can to entice consumers to spend beyond their means to put gifts under a Yule tree as, as that is an American tradition and must be held at any cost. As long as life continues to follow the traditional path, all is right with the world. No outside influence to shake up their faith in the American dream. Let's not worry about droughts, floods, mass shootings, or any other things to upset the American dream. That only happens to someone else, usually to an inferior ethnic group. Walmarts and LGBTQ places are considered places belonging to them. Only the poor and inferior ethnic peoples frequent such places and deserve what happens to them. That can't happen in my town. We're protected from people like that. 
the droughts and wildfires and floods are happening way far away from me. I'm safe today. I will worry about tomorrow if it comes, but if I don't have to worry because I live in a safe place. The United States is a deeply divided country right now on the brink of implosion from within. But the average American only cares about what is good for them today. When the end comes, a large majority won't realize it until it's too late. Then the Thanksgiving holiday will take on a whole different meaning. No more turkey and stuffing. No more football games and sleeping off overeating in the lounge chair. But until then, be thankful for what we have this year. Next year, the last Thursday in November may look a whole lot different.